I think I think it's very business like. I think it's very business like that's the opposite to what I think business is. I think the more transparent you are in business, um, the more that you can tell stories and connect with people, the more people are gonna love what you do. They see the desire and your business is gonna skyrocket. Hello everyone and welcome to Show Love episode 16. My name is Ben, I will be your host and joining me on the line from Melbourne, Australia is the man with probably the best hair in the wedding industry, it's Jai Long. Jai, thanks for joining me man. Of course Ben, thank you for having me. Dude, I am very, very excited to have you on the show and um, basically look, we're, we're talking about the, the Rona today, we're talking about uh, the hashtag virus life how it's affecting the wedding industry and hopefully gaining some insight from you and some advice on how we can potentially diversify our business, maximize the bookings that we do get. And because like you, you have a uh, quite established career now as an, uh, as an educator, um, you know, for, for wedding photographers um, and you advocate for a lot of things like um, upselling and, um, using um psychology to to anchor your pricing and stuff there's some stuff that is quite photographer centric around um albums and i'm hoping that today we can sort of expand on those ideas and broaden them to um hopefully um you know uh, include videographers in the conversation and how we can um, adapt our businesses and upsell things and things like that um but i guess would you mind starting us off just to give us a bit, bit of context on uh, your background with photography and mentoring yeah, man. So I came into the photography space in 2013. And um, mm. before that, I was an electrician and I had a cafe and I, d- I did a whole bunch of other things. And I think, you know, I came to a point in my life when I just realized that I was making a lot of money and it wasn't bringing me any extra happiness. And mm. I think I just wanted some sort of creative outlet and I fell in love with, with photography and as soon as I found photography, I knew that I wanted to do it full time. So I went talking to a few people and I, and I made a friend and he was a wedding photographer. And he said, wedding photographers are, you know, wedding, wedding photography is amazing. Weddings are amazing. And at this point, I've never been to a wedding before. I barely knew how to use my camera. And I kind of just dove in, quit my job and became a full time wedding photographer. And um, the rest is history. So that was like 2013. It was a pretty interesting transition going from not being able to use a camera, not having any work, not ever been to a wedding to I think in the first 12 months, well, yeah, 12 to 18 months, I shot um, I think eight international weddings, 60 weddings around Australia. Um, I was named top 30 uh, wedding photographer by Rangefinder magazine and runner-up Australian wedding photographer of the year by capture magazine so i did a lot of things got some sponsors um i ran my first workshop in 2015 and i think it's just been a bit of a whirlwind for my career since then yeah yeah so that's how the photography thing came around yeah nice it's, it's obviously you found your thing and it clicked really quick um that's obviously quite a steep steep progression steeper than most people's um yeah what about mentoring landed in particular for you like what about obviously you know so two years after you started you started your first workshop. Um, mm-hmm. Was that always the goal? Was was mentoring and education always uh, something that you're passionate about? Um, no, it not not really. So I'm more passionate about business. Mm. And one thing is, um, like in the business world with educators, there's this thing called 
a shovel educator. And that's basically the reason why someone would say that is because back in the day, um, when there was big gold rushes, the people that made all the money were the people selling the shovels to the people trying to get the gold. And like, it's the same thing in the educational space. There's so many educators out there that are sort of teaching something, but it, do it doesn't really um, move the needle for a lot of people because they haven't done it themselves. They haven't actually run businesses themselves or, or do a lot of things that they preach. So when I came into this space, I've already had successful businesses. I've already been bankrupt. I've already you know, done so much. And then I grew my business so quickly to the, a six-figure business. Um, so I, and I do all the stuff that I teach every day in all my businesses because I've got quite a few of them. Um, so I'm always like on the ground actually doing this stuff. And when I've seen creatives really struggling, uh, one thing that people don't realize, like good videography and good photography doesn't correlate with getting the most money, getting the most bookings, um, having the best opportunities, all that kind of stuff. It really does come down to, you know, your wealth of um, knowledge behind marketing, systems, psychology, like all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting because my favorite videographers and photographers, they're not the most in demand. You know, people don't desire their stuff the most and it's because they don't create the systems around they haven't been educated around that kind of stuff. Um, and the people that create stuff that's more mainstream, I guess, like they can book out so much just because they know Google ads or Facebook ads or mm. how to, you know, work the SEO or how to become Instagram famous and whatever else it is. Mm. So yeah, I think it's just like a passion for, for me just to um, show people the opportunity, show people transformation, how you can actually do this stuff. Um, I have like changed my life from you know going from bankrupt to making lots of money throughout my craft and career and um i want to show people that i you know they can do the same thing if they're ambitious and they're willing to do it then it's all right there and it's not it's not hard at all mm. totally man i mean that's that's one of the reasons i started this podcast because i realized that i was lacking in those kinds of areas and i wanted to have discussions like this around i guess the beyond the, the the thing you're selling you know i was i was stoked mm. with like i, I can make a, a great film i can stand behind it but it's all that other stuff all that supporting stuff the marketing and all that kind of uh, more business savvy knowledge that i was lacking in so um it's yeah the 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 the, the, the longer you're in the game you the longer you realize that that stuff is uh so important to growing a sustainable and long-term business i guess to kind of like uh, yeah gr ground the conversation ahead in some context i want to kind of have a little mini discussion with you around what we've seen overseas in the wedding industry and like and how COVID's affected because the northern hemisphere is kind of like right in the middle of their summer wedding season we're looking at what weddings in america and europe look like now in in kind of full-blown COVID, and so ha is there anything that, that you've seen uh, overseas uh that uh, maybe photographers are doing how they're dealing with these kinds of weddings with you know guests wearing masks and weddings with social distancing and is there anything that you've sort of um seen overseas and going okay australian new zealand summer is ahead what can we potentially expect Mm, that's interesting. I don't think I have really... I, I really don't check out photographers and mm. videographers, especially overseas. I, um, so it's, ha it's hard for me to see what they're doing mm. over there. I guess because I'm so like focused on, yeah. on what I'm doing and coming up with 
ideas for what we can do in our current market, where we are, our own restrictions. Because for example, like in America, it's pretty much all systems go. People can go do whatever, mm. even though they've got the highest death rate, they've got mm. the highest everything. Where like yourself, like in Auckland, um, in Melbourne right now, like at the current time, mm. like we were in lockdown. Mm. And so that's like totally different. Yeah, um, I do know for sure more people are going to have people zooming in and I think as videographers, like if you want to make some money right now, like the, the thing to be doing is learning how to use these little things like cam link and stuff mm. like that. Um, educating your clients that you can have your friends and family throw a party at home at your wedding and they can use a projector and the videographer is going to stream live, you know, epic sound, mm. epic quality video off the wedding or something like that. Mm. I think if you educated your clients all right now with that kind of stuff, um, you had blog posts about it, everything you did, you pivoted towards that. I think you would book out so much because you're the only person in the know and the only person actually stepping up and um, is relevant at that time. Um, I've offered like stuff like that with my own photography business. Mm. As soon as this happened, we went out and bought a whole bunch of these because yeah. um, I just started going online with everything. It just, mm. you know, it didn't, it didn't stop everything um, like it has for a lot of people. It was kind of like, how can you quickly change the way that everything works, I guess? Um, so yeah, you need to mm. you need to think on your feet for sure. Yeah, I think that that's that's really interesting because I I literally did the same thing. I went online and like ordered a bunch of cam links, and it took like eight weeks to arrive. But like I was like I was the same as you. I was like order the cam links immediately. Um, yeah, is can you speak a little bit to just that mindset of pivoting around looking at um, what's out there and 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 it's it's kind of like that mm. fight or flight. Uh, response of going like I'm gonna look at what's happening and either like shrink away and be scared or I'm gonna like move into action mode and uh, and pivot and change and think differently I think um, what people what, what I find fascinating is a lot of people don't really know business very well mm. and over the last couple of years I know here in Australia like the wedding industry has been booming mm. right and we've been in a quite a bit of a bubble like it's been like expanding expanding and so many new people are coming out in the market um, and they're just booking work, but they don't really know business. Yeah. And it's really easy to mask the problems when the going's good. But when the going's tough, then you become vulnerable. Your business becomes vulnerable and it, it starts showing like where the weaknesses are in your business. And then that's when people start thinking like, shit, we need to change something. But if you're in business and you know business, you're literally pivoting all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's not something new. So when something like this comes, it's, it's not a surprise, like if you know business. Mm -hmm. And in fact, like this is such a not a surprise for me. The reason why I started going online in 2019 was because, and like doing education was because I could see that we were in a giant bubble and everything was about to shift. And then COVID fast tracked everything by like maybe two years. Mm. Um, but you have to be pivoting all the time. Like it doesn't matter whether it's like a pandemic like right now, mm. because that's, that's business, right? You're in a ship and you need to be steering it around, you know, whatever's coming your way, which is always like different trends, different prices, a different photographer, more competition, less competition, um, different styles. Like there's so many different things to come our way to, to make our business really quickly irrelevant. It could be Google algorithms, it could be Instagram changes, it could be a platform, you know, disappears and you had a big following on it. Like mm -hmm. there's so many things all the time. So the quicker you learn that you need to be pivoting all the time to stay relevant, when something like this comes, that's gonna be your natural reaction mm -hmm. because it's just another little speed hump that you need to get over kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier yeah. in the show that you have multiple businesses kind of on the go. Um, yeah. And that in itself is is a way to shore up, like you're saying, like if, if one sort of 
pillar of something crumbles, you've got support in other places. Um, I guess what about uh, because there'll be a lot of creatives who feel comfortable in, in in a very narrow lane. They're like, I'm a good photographer. I've got a good photography business, or I'm a good videographer. I've got got a good videography business, and the thought of stretching out into into all these other kind of avenues um, feels a bit scary or stressful. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, like, what would you say to some somebody who who would pref- I guess prefer to just stick with what they know, stick with the status uh, quo? I think um, it comes down to creativity and where your passion lies. So like with creativity, we all f- we find it in all different places. And I think, you know, as photographers, we find it usually in like, oh, wedding photography, um, family photography, newborn photography, commercial photography, and we kind of like narrow, uh, pigeonhole ourselves and as videographers as well. Mm. Um, but I think like the more creative, the more that you practice creativity, you find it in everything. You find it in business, you find it in creating a podcast, you find it in making a video. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different avenues that you can be creative. So it's no longer the wedding photography mm-hmm. thing that's creative. So I wouldn't say for me, like when someone says um, that I'm a wedding photographer, I'm like, yeah, that is something that I do, mm-hmm. but it's not really me. Like, you know, I do so many different things mm-hmm. and I love doing it, but I love just being creative. Um, if you're creative with business, like business to me is one of the most creative things ever. It's like you're creating a new solution for a problem that you have. Um, you're creating an amazing experience for your clients. You're brainstorming up different marketing ideas, how you can make videos, how you can do podcasts, how you can collab, how you can like the layers and layers on that is just as creative as spending a day with a couple and creating some magic with my camera and some light, mm. you know, and whatever else. Um, so, I think like just follow your heart when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like you just seriously like, I mean, why are you mm. doing a podcast? It's like one mm. of those things is like, why mm. not? Like why not get creative and have some fun and push ourselves, you know, so we're uncomfortable because mm. I don't know about you, but when I first started shooting weddings, I was really nervous at every wedding and now I shoot them all day long and they're perfect yeah. and it no longer pushes me. So I'm always trying to push myself that little bit more like talking on a stage or talking on a podcast or doing something that pushes me, makes me really scared and really uncomfortable. Yeah, I I like that mindset. The the, the uh, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is really yeah. important. Because yeah, I'm like I'm totally the same same as you. Where the first wedding I shot was the first wedding I'd ever been to. Um, I was super freaking out, but now I feel like you know, shooting a wedding is is, is second nature. Um, and then same thing with the podcast. Like I was super nervous to get in front of the camera. Mm. You know, you've been behind it the whole time. Um, but getting comfortable with that uncomfortableness it pushes you into places that you suddenly it's like when you um dip your toe in the in the water and it's freezing but then once you get in it's like oh this is great i love this yeah 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 absolutely totally um i guess to sort of uh, pivot away from broader kind of um uh, business um ideas now and into kind of some specifics on uh you know wedding photography season ahead um a lot of the discussions i've seen um in some of the facebook groups have been around postponements and mm-hmm. uh do you have any advice on um i guess dealing with postponements from a from a business perspective on how to um, make it work for both the photographer 
for the client. Um, uh, one question a person had was like, do we like take second de like deposits for this new date? How do we deal with um, holding two dates for people? You know, is there any kind of um, advice that you have or or practices that you're putting in place for your couples mm -hmm. that are having to postpone or choosing to postpone? Um, so number one, my big uh, tip would be like not taking advice from people from Facebook groups. I mean, it depends on the Facebook group that you're in because some can mm -hmm. be positive. But a lot of people on Facebook groups, um, they're spending a lot of time there because they don't really know themselves and then they're handing out advice and then it might not be the right advice. So like adv some tips and tricks from Facebook is great. But when it comes to your clients and, and actually money, um, it's so important to have the right thing for yourself and every business is totally different. So I don't want to tell someone like right now saying, you know, you should be not charging more or you should be charging double and things like that because I just feel like those things is toxic for me to spread when it's a totally different situation. Yeah. I know for myself, like I don't charge, obviously like soon as this stuff happened, like you, you have to come down to like having empathy, right? Mm. Like we're all in a really crappy situation right now where we don't want to be in this situation and it just happens to be, you know, the way it is yeah. and i know for myself like i as soon as people um counseled you know i just gave them back their deposits no questions asked mm. and i know my bank account was just dwindling down to nothing and i could see it was going to be really hard months ahead but i was also like you know it's hard for all of us so i can see the empathy there and if this ruins my business i was happy to I was just happy with that. I was like, mm. okay, well, you know, I'll be able to build it back up, but I'm not going to put my clients, the people that have trusted me out on a limb and not give them back their money. Um, but that was like my situation. And I think like going forward now, like it's getting harder and harder because people that postponed the first time for me, now they're doing it again. Mm. So one of the things you could do, and we just did this with our wedding. Uh, sorry, I've got a DJ and photo booth business. Yeah. And one of the things that we're doing now is we're doing um, no lock-in like contracts. So if people want to rebook us, they can pay a deposit and they can 100% get a refund if they want a refund. So mm. I think as photographers and videographers, if you want to book a lot right now, the thing is people don't want to book you because you've got a big deposit and then they've got to sign a contract and then they're locked in and they don't know if COVID, if that's a great idea or not, but they've got a lot of time on their hands. So they're planning a wedding mm. and they know they're going to miss out because there's going to be so many weddings in 2021. So one of the biggest things you could do right now is go on there and say, guys, because of COVID, you can sign the contract, you can pay the deposit, but if you need a refund, no questions asked, I'll give you that refund. That way you can hold the date. And if it does work out, happy days. And if it doesn't work out, then it's 100% risk-free. If you did something like that, I bet you people would start booking because that's what they're thinking about. Like, I don't want to be locked in on something and imagine if there was another lockdown or imagine something else. Um, so you got to think about what your clients are thinking now and how you can solve that problem. And that's what it comes down to any, any business. You know, if you want to make money right now, there's tons of ways and that would be one of them. Yeah. Getting those deposits in too, like imagine what that can do for your business right now. Mm -hmm. If you've got 10 deposits, you know, for the next couple of months. Yeah. But I, mm. I, I, I guess like you were saying about, it's, it's about being empath, empath, <coughs> empathetic. Um, yeah. Thinking of, the, of the, the client's experience and then thinking holistically about the, obviously you want that, those deposits for that cash flow, but yeah, um, being okay with having to give those deposits back 
at the mm. same time, um, which is a, it's it's a scary prospect for, for for people, and it's especially those who, I mean, like myself, who aren't like innately business savvy. Um, mm. That kind of it's it, you know, the, the sort of a wave of anxiety like rolls over me when I think about g- g- giving back, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars out of my bank account. Oh, totally, it's, I get it. It's scary, man. It's scary. Well, um, well, I guess one of the things we have to remember is we need to look after our clients, but we need to look after our businesses as well. Because mm. if our business is not here for next year for them to rebook, then we're only doing ourselves an injustice. So. If you do, you know, need to get a deposit back, like write that vulnerable, um, transparent email to your client and say, like, look, if I'm if I'm doing this, and to be honest, like I won't be here next year, and then I won't be able to shoot your wedding, and I won't be able to provide my services to couples like yourself. Like that's the reality of mm. it, and I think that is like totally fair. They sign the contract, mm. like you're not obligated to give back that um, deposit, you know, and so if that's what you need to do, like you. That's the best way to approach it, I would say. Mm. But yeah, yeah, you need to look after yourself. You need to look after your business. Yeah, totally. Being transparent, being um, it's almost it almost seems unbusinesslike to be that um, to be that transparent. It almost seems to be. It's almost. I think I think it's very businesslike. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very businesslike. Yeah. Like that's the opposite to what mm. I think business is. I yeah. think the more transparent you are in business. Um, the more that you can tell stories and connect with people, the more people are going to love what you do. They see the desire and your business is going to skyrocket. Yeah. I love that. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, let's, okay, so let's talk about um, uh, that scenario now of say we do get less bookings um, this, this mm-hmm. season. You know, so less weddings do get across the line. How can we maximize those weddings that do? I mean, you've, you've got a whole course on upselling things like albums and stuff um so Mm -hmm. i kind of want to um have a discussion sort of quite holistically about that and how we can apply it to video videography as well other aspects of photography like you mentioned with the the live streaming so um is there any sort of i guess yeah sort of broad ways that you would suggest um yeah making the most out of each each wedding yeah so i think it's um it's not not just for now, but I think it's always really important yeah. that we make the most from each wedding. Obviously, um, yeah. I, I guess it's called like ROI. So your return mm. on investment and your investment's mm. always your time spent on Instagram and doing yeah. blog posts or podcasts um, and your money and your energy and stuff like that. Um, so to get the best ROI, like it really does come down to having upsells and selling things. And people that don't upsell things, they're really doing an injustice, right, to their clients because it's just like going to a shop and then, you know, it's your favorite shop, but they sell mm. one shirt. Yeah. And then it's like, you love the shirt, but you probably, you feel like you, you know, why can't I buy shoes here? Why can't I buy a watch? Why can't mm. I buy something else? And then I don't have the power in that relationship because I'm just being told to buy that one shirt and I have to go elsewhere to find some something else. And I think like as creatives, we see selling as a bad thing, mm. but we actually do the opposite and we push people away because we're no longer best serving our clients like what do they actually want what can we curate that they're going to love what can we offer that's like on brand with what we have that's top quality and and so on and so forth and i think that's really important and it can come down to you know tangible things it can come down to like if you're a videographer like i would really be brainstorming up what us what's something that you could create that's like going to bring so much more value and bring desire to your business where it's like whoa like i have to have that and I'm sure like I know a lot of people just add in like drones or something mm. like that or 
maybe they do an engagement shoot and a mm. day before and I'm actually not quite sure exactly what all videographers offer but I know that there's some really good stuff there that you could probably spend a couple of hours brainstorming yeah it's and it's, you probably got some ideas well it, it, it's an area that because well look because videography is a lot younger than photography the mm -hmm. the, the whole f the format of wedding photography has been around for so much longer that all these kind of ideas around albums and stuff have had time to crystallize and it's a lot more um, realized mm -hmm. um, all that kind of stuff with videography it's very amorphous and blobby and weird and 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 no one's really outside of a, a kind of three to five minute cinematic highlight film that's kind of the one thing that's been like solidified of like that's what wedding videography is um, and people are doing yeah and it, totally yeah. Mm. Cause well, like, like I mean, even mm. you just saying that is interesting mm. because I know everyone has mm. a three to five minute highlight mm. reel, but like I'm just thinking now, like things you could do for the future is mm. like, why not have an, a hundred dollar upsell where it's like 10, 15 second epic little mm. videos that are for Instagram or like, you know, just like mm. a couple of already cropped square one minute yeah. videos with mm. one from highlights or one for the best friends or one mm. where you can send or there's so many like little things that you can use on different media nowadays mm. and people want to show off their stuff. Yeah. And sometimes when we get a Vimeo that's like three to five minutes and it's perfect for Facebook, but no one's on Facebook to see that anymore. Mm. It's like can be a little bit outdated as well. Yeah. And I guess like we have to be always thinking about what can we do to innovate that little bit more. Yeah. I, one of the clients I, I met um, on Zoom the other day was asking specifically about Instagram edits. She totally. Was quite, she was quite like, you know, like she was all about social media and she was like i really want like an instagram like specific edit and stuff so it's i mean that's what yeah. people want they mm. want to show off mm. what they just paid for and yeah. i bet you any money if you just had like a hundred dollar upsell for mm. like you know one instagram one minute highlight reel for yeah. that like people would add it mm. and then if you had like a 500 hundred dollar one where you do 10 different ones like mm. people would add it yeah. because that's what they want like i would want that yeah you know? Totally, and and it's it it speaks to my like non-businessy thing that I want to just like add that in for free. I'm like, oh, well, I mm. want to use like Instagram edits to promote myself, so I'll just I'll just cut it for free and give it to them. And you're just mm. leaving leaving um you know revenue on the table there. Well, yeah, I mean, there's two ways that you can look at it, yeah. right? So one is you can do it for free because you're a nice guy, yeah. but what happens is people don't like that because then mm. they're paying for an Instagram video that they didn't want anyway. Yeah. So that's how people see it. And then um, you're also not obligated to do it. But as soon as you say like it's worth $100 or say mm. it's worth $200, I'm going to give it to you for 50 if you just get it now. Then it's like, oh, that's something I actually want. And then I've got the power to buy it mm. and it's an add-on. So I'm not it's not like included. So the whole included thing is actually not a great thing yeah. because we just feel like we're paying for it. Yeah. And it's, it's something that I, you know, 99% of people don't want until, until you sell it to them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. People, people in their yeah. mind are trying to figure out how much that Instagram edit costs and yeah. thinking, how can I just get that removed from the, from the ticket price? Totally. totally. Yeah. Is there anything that you do? Like, do you approach kind of like uh, before the wedding day extras versus, after the wedding day extras say things like albums and stuff um mm -hmm. uh, differently you know like i'm thinking of um things like offering live streaming which obviously has to be mm -hmm. organized before the day I, do you approach upselling something like that versus upselling a kind of like post-wedding um product like an album um 
quite differently or is it kind of generally the yeah, same ph- uh, ph- philosophy? Uh, well, I guess it's a little bit different mm. because it's it, at different stages. So mm. when someone's like going to get married, they're very like they want to impulse buy because they're on the high of they just got married. And then like a month after their wedding, like they're still on a high, but it will get to a stage when you probably won't be able to sell an album anymore because people won't see the value. And then it will take a long time before they actually see it again. Mm. Um, So it is much easier to upsell before a wedding day, but it's also like if you hit it at the right time, um, like for me, for albums, like I'm always like writing to one of the partners, like I know your anniversary is coming up. Like, do you want mm. me to start organizing that album? And then you can give it as a surprise or something. Like you'd be surprised mm. how many times like that little email makes me $2,000, yeah. you know? So it's just like little thing, like little hustles like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can definitely offer like... I think most people don't ever go back and serve their clients. They just like once they've booked... I mean, once they're done, that's that's it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I always write up a courtesy email like a year later and, and just like, congratulations, you know, this is the first year anniversary and whatever. And don't forget, I've got albums and got prints mm. and you can do all that through me and all that kind of stuff. Totally. And because yeah. we, we think that like once, yeah, like once we've shot the wedding and, and, and delivered it and stuff, that that's done. But these these people have friends who are getting married next summer Mm. and next summer and next summer and they've got sisters who are you know two years younger (coughs) getting married and stuff like all all of that extra effort goes a long way to yeah getting you more bookings for sure a lot of the stuff like it's it 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 obviously comes natural to you that this uh, you Mm. know you're you're a business person the these kinds Mm. of um concepts come naturally to you um I know there's a lot, a lot of anxiety among wedding professionals now who, for, for whom this stuff doesn't come naturally. Do you have any advice for people to, I guess, like stay positive? Like I know you put a, a, like a short video of the, around this on your YouTube um, mm-hmm. page and sort of like what was your um, impetus for doing that video and what do you sort of, can you sort of expand on that? on that on that message yeah like i I mean so that message is all about gratitude and Mm. it's all about um just knowing that like your your self-worth is not based on your success and all these outgoing things and i think a lot of us think it really is when everything just disappears like this like Mm. does it really all matter and is it the thing that everyone remembers you for Mm. you know i've been building my business free the bird um for the last seven years and if it disappeared tomorrow like no one will remember it next year. That's that's just how it is. And mm. we, we want to think we've got some sort of legacy when it comes to mm. this kind of stuff. But I think the legacy like comes down to a life well lived. And I think that is more important. And um, with business, we like to overcomplicate things thinking it's harder than it is because like for me, I, like when I say I'm businessy, I don't like to get into Excel spreadsheets and optimizing things, but I do it because um, I see I can turn something to my advantage which i'm really creative so my mind like the way that i work i'm like super super creative i can think of ideas all day long and then when i see something that's really hard i have to kind of transfer it into my own language so i can understand it and then you know and i'll picture it with like a crazy story or like oh you know like a cartoon or analogy or something like that so i can totally understand it but i think like there's a bit of a barrier when we get scared of something um, it seems too hard because we have to learn or it seems too hard because, you know, I wasn't smart at school or I wasn't, I'm not the best at math or whatever it is. Mm. Um, 
but there's no better time than now to like actually educate yourself. Like if you can educate yourself on all this kind of stuff in the last couple of last, like yeah, a couple of months, I've listened to more podcasts, audio books, done more online courses. You know, I, I do so much because like, and it just, I'm actually mind blown by having this time off of how much my mind's expanded and how many more opportunities are going to come my way because of that reason. I can identify more things. I can make more money. I can work less and I can do all that because I decided to empower myself with a few, you know, systems and framework and things like that, if that makes sense. So I think um, like really empowering yourself, like listen to podcasts. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, like you're already doing it. So you're at, you know, step one. And then like step two is getting into audio books. And then step three is like getting into online um, courses. And then step four is like talking to a business coach or something or a mentor or something like that. And it, you know, and it just sort of keeps going. And um, take it from me, like I used to be so, you know, I wasn't great at school and I would never sign up to online courses and I never went to workshops. And the second that I just started investing in myself, it like changed everything for me because I mean, yeah, just now, like, you know, the stuff that I know and and I'm empowered to do is is incredible during a time like this. Absolutely. I think that that's a great point you mentioned there around just like just starting and not having to figure it all out at once. You know, mm. start simple with the Take step one <laughs> step one of literally just as like a low barrier to entry of listening to a podcast and then you can just like as long as you feel like you're just taking little steps forward every single day mm. stuff it, the the universe just kind of happens really as if if you're pushing in the right direction it's stuff does just kind of happen which is yeah nice um as, as long as you allow it to happen yeah totally Fantastic, man. Um, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm really happy with our conversation t- 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 today. I've certainly. Le- it's, it's. It's been nice to, I guess, hone back in on concepts that I was like, I already knew around things like um, gratitude and being empathetic and stuff. But just getting that uh, reminder to um, focus on those things and not get yeah. bogged down and trying to. Um, I guess figure everything out on a granular granular level and um, you know figure out exactly what to write in contracts to couples and things like that just to think broadly and holistically around um, staying positive yeah, big and, picture. and big picture and um, just keeping a, a healthy and a happy and a, and a business that works for you which is which is really cool mm. um, what are you up to in the next few weeks I, I know you mentioned before we went on air that you've got a workshop coming up and is there any some other exciting things in the world of Jai Long that are ahead of us? <laughs> oh man, so many good things yeah. in the works. Um, I'm always kind of tipping my toes, you know, into mm-hmm. a whole bunch of things. Um, I'm doing some live workshops, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And I've actually done quite a few live workshops for um, videographers and photographers. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a lot of videographers that follow my stuff and, and they're inside my courses and stuff like that. And I work alongside them. And I do mentoring and stuff like that for them. Um, and I've help, been able to help so many people through this stage, which has been incredible because I feel like, you know, leading up to this, so many people's businesses were already doing good and I, and I could push them to another level, but they, I guess like they didn't see the results as what they see now because now it seems like it's impossible to book. And when I'm proving to people that we can book more work than ever, um, my business is free. The bird photography has made more money um, from in the end of 2019 and in 2020 than it has throughout all the time. And I like just, 
inside my course, I've just like screenshot, you know, the whole counts and everything. Mm. I'm so transparent with it all. Mm. And I show everybody's like, when people tell you stuff's impossible right now, like this is, mm. I'm proving to you, like I'm the person that's proven to you that it is possible. Like this stuff is, you know, if you are open, willing, um, you're looking after your clients, you are looking after yourself. Like, like you said, the universe is going to, you know, once you decide to take that first step, like the universe is going to look after you. So if anyone's listening and wants to listen, um, come over to a live workshop, like follow me on Instagram. It's probably the best way and you'll be able to keep up to date and see my stuff. Fantastic. Thanks, man. Uh, yes, yeah, so obviously we'll have uh, links to um, Jai's uh, Instagram and everything um, uh, below in the show notes or um, on the in the description. Um, and if you've got like, dates and more specific links, I'll, I'll pop those uh, in the description totally. below. Um, thank you very much, Jai, for your time and coming on the show. I re- really pre- appreciate it. It's fantastic to meet you. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, Ben. It was really good to meet you. And um, thank you to all your audience that tuned in and listened and um, I hope everything is okay for you guys. And if it's not like, don't be scared to reach out and ask for help. There's so many people in the community, you know, it doesn't cost money. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about mentoring and stuff like that. I mean, if you just need help, like just ask questions, you know, I'm here, Ben's here. There's so many people Um, look after yourself and look after the community. Right on. Fantastic, man. Alrighty. See you guys next time. Be kind and be safe.